Welcome to Laughing Your Mask Off, the podcast where we talk to comedians about navigating the world of comedy since the pandemic. I'm Katherine Cowan. And I'm Carly Palestina. And today we are talking to the hairy and very silly Nico Lukoff. Yay! Hey, thanks for having me. Hello! Good morning. You're here. Yes. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to jump right in with some basic stuff. So like, where are you from? How'd you get started in comedy? Just like, tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks. So, um, so I live in Nampa, Idaho. It's, uh, it's near Boise. No one's ever really heard of it. That's fine. I grew up in San Jose, California, had some, uh, weird stuff growing up and that sounds really weird. <laughs> I have a bit about how I got trouble selling weed, all this stuff. And then I, I lived in different areas in the Northwest and uh, and my wife uh, and I, uh, we got married in Oregon and have lived in Nampa, Idaho for quite a while. And that's where I live. That's what I already said. I realized that. Um, and, uh, you know, in pre-pandemic, about seven months prior to everything shut down in August 2019, I was traveling for work. Um, I, uh, I, I sell machinery that goes into different fun industries like breweries and and distilleries and even like cannabis extraction. I can talk a lot about that too, but that's boring. Uh, <laughs> they're out there, but basically I'm in sales and I, I traveled a lot and that was one of the perks. I'd go to cool different cities and do neat stuff. Um, and then I had been working on uh, putting together, I think probably like a lot of people who start comedy, I, I've been working on some stories I thought were funny, you know, just things I was writing down and I was messaging friends, uh, very kind friends. I would send audio clips to like, like three minutes of rambling with almost half a punchline and like thinking like this is comedy and like, hey, I'm going to do an open mic. Can you help me? You know, what do you think this is? How do you think this is? And they were very kind and didn't tell me to stop. But, <laughs> but yeah. uh, definitely, definitely weren't lying to me about it either. Um, but uh, one night I was just, uh, you know, after I was kind of getting ready to close up what I was doing for work, I was having dinner and I was like, you know what, tonight, if there's somewhere in this town, I was in Portland, Oregon at the time, like if there's somewhere here, that will let me get on stage and talk. I'm going to do it just wherever it happens to be. So I was sitting at dinner and I was on my phone. I was Googling, you know, open mic comedy, Portland, Oregon. This thing called helium came up. I was like, I don't know what a helium is, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is ridiculous now. Um, and I was just looking up and it was just like, oh, they said there's an open mic. And if you sign up, it was something like you can do. It was like three to seven minutes or four to like some range of time or four to five or some range of time like that. And I was like, I can. That's how long I have jokes for. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I you know went to my hotel room and I started rehearsing in the mirror. And I was just like, OK, I'm going to dial this in. I have five minutes to talk. This is going to take me about five minutes. I don't know exactly how long it'll be, but that's my assumption. Um, and then I got a lift to. Uh, helium and on the way I'm just like stressing out I'm trying to make the the lift driver laugh which I'm sure is obnoxious to them and they're like do you want me to circle the block a little bit like come back I'm like no damn it I'm not gonna pay you more money but uh <laughs> they knew I was kind of stressed but also excited um, and then I uh there's there's stairs to go up to to sign up there and I run up the stairs and okay run maybe not run but I traveled up the stairs at a faster pace than I normally would uh, found where to go sign up and I knew they had said like if you from out of town or something like write that down or if it's your first time write that down there's a better chance of getting up um, so I did that I wrote that I was visiting from Boise and this is my first time um, and I was kind of wrestling with like should I even write that because I kind of almost wanted to sabotage it a little bit because I was still you know pretty nervous and then uh, the time came to when the list was supposed to be out and they're like there's a list it's inside and I'm looking for this list and for some reason I had in my head there's gonna be like 
this bright light and this like everyone's gonna be able to see where this list was it's gonna be like some prominent area and like it's at the bar I'm like there's two bars and i'm like stressing out running around and i see like the darkest corner of this like dark bar and everyone's just kind of doing their little like playing it cool kind of thing looking at the list and you know doing their thing and i'm like okay that must be where it is and i looked at it and it, it had me uh i think it was the the host and another comic and then it was me and then it had a three next to it which was also the order but everyone else had, a lot of people had three and like what's that mean and it was like it's three minutes i'm like oh no i have five minutes i didn't have five minutes didn't have three minutes but i was also that, that street straight uh, stressed me out because now i'm like i was prepared i thought and then i'm like oh shit what do i do three minutes okay i got to figure out what part of the story so uh, i call my wife um who i had uh i told that i had signed up and i said honey uh which one's which one's funnier crackhead or work story <laughs> and i've been working on these things with her and and she she suggested which one to get rid of and one with work story and that was the right move um and then i spent the next uh probably half an hour or so just pacing outside like a lunatic just like rehearsing my stuff trying not to sound like i'm super crazy um Oh, and earlier that day, I had met for the first time. So for the company I work for, uh, we sell equipment that gets packaged with other equipment that gets sold to businesses. So I was kind of, uh, I was meeting with people who distributed our, our equipment. So, you know, clients, uh, you know, customers uh, who were, you know, important folks that I want to um, continue to work with. And we connected and I said, hey, um, I don't know what you guys are doing. Or, or, well, we were going to meet that night and let's go hang on, have dinner. Hadn't, I, we hadn't decided on where to go. But I said, hey, this is what I'm doing tonight. If you want to join me, I'm going to Helium. If you want to join me, you know, here's some tickets to like get in and watch the thing. And then when they show up, I said, OK, get a seat, order your food, order drinks. You're going to watch me try comedy for the first time. And I'll see you in a little bit. Oh like God. whatever happens to you, we're having experience. We just met that day and like we had talked on the phone and email, but the first person our first time we actually met physically that day, these two guys like go sit down, do your thing. And they were all stoked and I was stoked and nervous. And I know you're, that's kind of like a not normal or you're not, it's not usually encouraged to bring people to yeah. the, your colleagues, especially people like that, that, you know, they're your actual customers and stuff, but yeah. I thought it was going to be fun. Um, and then they went and sat down and then I went into the, to the green room. And I introduced myself to the host is Shane Brennan, who's a very God. He's one of the funniest people ever. Shane Brennan in Portland. Um, and I go in the green room and I'm talking to him and I introduce myself and he's like, you know, so this is your first time here. I'm like, this is my first time doing this at all. He's like, oh, cool. And he actually was really encouraging and really nice. But then when he did his opening set and I don't know for sure that that's why he said this stuff, because he could have anyway. But it just definitely worked because he's like in front of the whole crowd. He's like, OK, everybody. You know, if it's your first time doing comedy, maybe don't do it at like a packed comedy club where people paid money, like all this stuff. And like you, you think you watch some shows on Netflix and you're like, I can do that. And you make people <laughs> laugh around the water cooler. And you think you can do a Netflix special like maybe maybe Joe somewhere else first. And I'm like, that's so hilarious. And that's going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the, the comic, uh, he went up, the comic form went up and I went up and I did three minutes. Um, and I talked and it was just one of the most incredible feelings of my life. You, you, you guys have had that before. Um, I know it and healing is a special place cause it's, it's, it's like a show, but at a, at a, um, people are there to, to see comedy. It's not just other comedians. It's a great club. The energy is great. The way it's all focused and every, the room's all jacked up already. So like, it's, they're, they're primed and ready to go. And, um, and that energy I felt it just was incredible. And then I watched the rest of the show. And then at the end, um, there's a comedian, Adam Posse that went up 
who they said he had just won Portland's funniest uh, a couple days ago. And I didn't really know what that meant. And he part of his stuff is he's, he's half Simone. So he talks about that. And then when he's done, we're I'm at the back uh, bar in the back and I see him and I introduce myself and say, hi. And I'm like, that's, uh, that was awesome to see you. You're freaking hilarious. And I know you mentioned you're Samoan. I actually lived in Samoa for a little over a year. And I explained that part of my set, I, I, I mentioned something and I told him that was actually Samoa, what I was referring to. And I showed him a tattoo. I have on my leg. I didn't get in Samoa, but from some artwork I got back in America when I came back from Samoa and he's like, yo, I've never actually been to Samoa. You're more Samoan than me. And, <laughs> and it was just fun. He was just super cool. And then he's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go. And he said, hi to the guys I was hanging out. Then he's like, Hey, um, I'll see you guys in a little bit. I'm going to uh, say hi to some people. And I'm like, I expected to never see him again. I'd be like, that's fine. Like I would totally think that's reasonable. And he comes back and he's like, Hey, we're going to their mic. You want to go? I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I was not planning this at all. Uh, by then I had a couple of beverages in me <laughs> and I had someone to drive to, but I was just driving. I was like, Oh shit, of course I'm going to go. And then I go. And then at the very end at that mic, they, uh, Adam has asked the uh, Jake Silberman was a great comedian too. He um, he was hosting and he had me go up as a place called lamp. They used to do mics in Portland. Um, and it was like a lot of the, the, a lot of the, a lot of the top comics that were at helium already. And then some that hadn't been there. So really funny people in this really small bar. I ate shit, you know, for five ish minutes. But then after he's like, all right, Hey, we're going to this, uh, this comedy house called Clinton house. Do you want to go hang out? I'm like, yeah. So we just hung out on their porch, like drinking white claws and hanging out with comedians and all the, like the bartenders and stuff from all the nights. So it was like this incredible night felt amazing. And, um, and then I, and then I was like, this is what I'm going to keep doing. Cause I'm not going to not do that. And it hasn't been like that obviously since, cause that, that's, that's just a, not a normal experience, but that was, that's where I caught the bug. And that's where I was like, I'm just going to figure out how to keep doing this. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then you, and then you kept going to like open mics or it's like, what was, what did your, what did your world look like sort of in the, in the pre pandemic comedy scene? Yeah. So, um, I, when I would travel for work, I, I would try to find a mic. Now I didn't travel every week. Sometimes I traveled every week. Sometimes it was back to back. So it was very inconsistent. So over the course of about seven months, I got up, I think 27 times. So not a ton like if you're a non-comic like you think that's a lot if you're a comic that's like, mm, like but so sometimes i wouldn't go up for like two or three weeks sometimes i would go up two or three times in a week and i, I was not i think it was just partially not confident enough and partially just kind of like separating the things where i didn't really do them at home because also at home my wife and kids like i want to be here that evening time is very very valuable but if i'm traveling you know i'm taking clients out and doing stuff like that too but there's evenings where i'll do that and a comedy but also you know, I'm hanging out in a hotel room and I could either watch Netflix and go to bed or I can spend a couple hours hanging out and I'm super extroverted and, and try this weird thing. So I kept just working on bits. And when I was home between those things, I'll just record in my garage, just record audio, which I'm sure like a lot of people do just like just practicing and working on stuff. And um, and and then, yeah, and then everything shut down and uh, I had to figure out what to do. Yeah. So what do you feel like you uh did when the shutdown happened like how was that transition for you how's how's your comedic pandemic been <laughs> oh i haven't done any i'm just, I'm just kidding <laughs> um so so one of the things when i was traveling that that kind of bummed me out is that i really and i'm not just i, I really was thinking this and i probably have written down somewhere i'm not just making this stuff that i was like foreshadowing but i uh i was really bummed that like i was like there's got to be a way to do comedy this is before the pandemic where 
um, like on the internet, like we do on Zoom now. But like, there's got to be a way where there's interaction and it's more like immediate. You know, it's not like just do a clip on YouTube, but like some kind of like this is a show and this or Mike where this is what we're doing and get that feedback because I was really bummed because I wanted to work out material, but I might not. I was like, what three minutes am I going to do in two weeks from now? Like I didn't have enough reps that I was going to be able to do in the way that I was comfortable managing it. I could have done it locally, but I mean, like when I traveled, I was like, it's like, you know, in two weeks, I'm going to say three, you know, talk for three minutes. I fucking better make that count and I'm probably going to eat shit. And like, that's not going to, it's hard to grow from that, I think. And I was like, there's got to be a way to do it. And I looked at Twitch a little bit, but I didn't like really go into it far. And I, I and I have a buddy who um, is really, really funny, who I wanted him to be able to do mics because he's just, I would love to do mics. But I'm like, he lives in an area that there's none and I'm, and I'm not close to. So I'm just like, there's got to be a way to be all connected. And then the whole, you know, COVID thing, I was, <laughs> everything shut down. And then I think it was about two weeks after everything shut down that, that Friday the 13th of that one week and everything started just slamming down. I think it was like one or two weeks after um, I had seen that uh, a comedian who I had um, a Carol Freeman, who I had met in the Tacoma and Seattle area. That's where I would go for work a lot and do mics. She's very kind, always very supportive, very funny. Um, she was doing a mic that someone was doing on zoom um, based out of Salt Lake city by a comedian who worked at wise guys. Her name is Rachel Rothenberg. She's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, I'm sure you, you, you know her. If you don't, uh, you should um, just, she's, she's the best there is. She's very funny, kind, supportive. Uh, and, and, and just, she went about it a great way and she built a really awesome thing. So she had a zoom mic going and I was like, I just want to watch this to see, you know, see it. So I watched, I watched, uh, I watched some of it and I, and I, and I, and I saw Carol on, I'm like, this is, this is different. This is weird, but I'm like, I got to figure out a way that I can show my garage in an angle that I'm okay with. That was like my main hang up uh, initially. Also just kind of being nervous cause it's weird. And then I signed up and I, and I talked for five minutes. I actually watched my clip a few months back. Um, it was, it was, it was challenging. I think it went better than I thought it did at the time. I think emotionally we always react differently than what actually happened. But, um, but uh, I, I did five minutes and it didn't feel like it went fantastic. I didn't get this electricity really as much, but I got like something. It was enough to go. I got to figure this out. This is what we're doing. How do I figure this out? And then I, when I was traveling for work, when I would figure out what mics to go to, I would join the regional Facebook groups like Portland Comics or Northwest Booking and, you know, these different groups and, and some in California because I did I did some travel with California, too. So I'm looking at all these groups and there's between four or five groups, there's three or four ish. Uh, zoom mics people were putting on that i saw so i'm like okay someone's got to someone's got to put this in one place and and it can't just be a website because anyone can because one thing who no one's going to submit their stuff to it because i gotta we gotta extract that but it also needs to be a live community thing and i was like this is going to be harder than a website much harder than that but it's got to be a thing that people are engaged with and then we can help encourage each other and and find other mics to do and then talk to each other and work on stuff and that's what we have. That's what started what we have today. Um, so I started a Facebook group because actually I was talking to Rachel about it. I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to work. I, I was like, I think I'm going to make a page Facebook group like dedicated to this thing. Just online comedy. This is where the Zooms are. Um, let's hang out and talk and like, like, let's be a group. And then Rachel was like, yeah, if you, you don't, I probably will. And that kind of honestly amped me up a little bit to do it because like I was like, I kind of I wanted to I wanted to do it. And I thought I was like, I'm I'm going to do this thing. Um, it's funny because uh, like seven or eight months into it, when there was some shit in the group, 
I was like, hey, Rachel, uh, so do you ever wish you had started this? And she's like, nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd always wondered because I'm like, people are like, oh, you do this thing. And so like someone else would have done it and it maybe been better. We'll never know. <laughs> we're never going to know. And I and I think about that a lot, but I can't be consumed by it because that doesn't that doesn't help anything. But uh, so I started this group and, and I made one page uh, uh, the, the group is called Displaced Comedians. Um, that's the name I landed on. And I didn't I, I'm not an artist like drawing stuff. So I grabbed a picture from The Shining and I just <laughs> drew displaced comedians with my crappy handwriting on the screen. And that's been the cover photo since at least as of today, that's what it is still. Um, and what I did is I put an announcement post and I would list the information for those Zoom mics because I'm like, well, what's the information that I want to have? It's, you know, when is it? How do I get on it? How long is how long are sets? And is it streamed? I had to pull it out of people because I didn't expect anybody to just tell me like no one was going to. Why would you come on my page? What value do I bring to you to like report all this information? So what I started doing is I would seek out these mics and go to these regional groups. And anytime I saw a post about, hey, we're doing a Zoom or whatever, I would message them. Hey, is it OK if I list your information here? This is this group I've got going. This is the information I want. How do we sign? Up? And they'll be like, well, you sign up by contacting. OK, do we message you? on Like I was very. Is annoying, I'm sure, to a lot of people, but I'm like, I'm I'm interrogating you because I want I think this is important information. And then eventually that list became so long on the announcement because I wanted you, I wanted you to be have to be a member to 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 see it because I wanted to encourage that that behavior of engagement. But then I realized it's just too much for one Facebook post. I'll just make a Google sheet and then I did that. And then since then I've been just doing a bunch of zooms and and meeting a ton of people and connecting with folks and telling jokes and working on them. And it's exploded into this, this scene. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like, I mean, for our podcast listeners who might not be as familiar with the comedy world, displaced comedians has like thousands of members and, you know, has like professional comedians. We're finding mics there over the winter, especially like a lot of these cities have been shut down. People had nowhere else to go. Um, so yeah, it, it really has been the mic scene throughout the pandemic has been through this, this Facebook group, which is, which is insane. Is there a moment where you were like, oh, this is becoming really big or like, cause I assume you weren't like, I'm going to make a group and it's going to be for, you know, all these professional comedians in New York <laughs> city are going to be joining. And, you know, like that, that seems like it's very like dream big, but you know, it really has become the, the place. So like, when did you realize that this was going to be so big and you know adding on to that like how much of your life does this group now consume <laughs> it consumes a, a bit i'm gonna i'm gonna answer in reverse a little bit it consumes a little bit um yeah it consumes it's a decent amount of energy you know I, i'm still it, it doesn't take long to usually address what i need to address it's just energy wise a lot of stuff happens very fast and i just try to stay on top of it and try to help driving things forward positively um <laughs> it's funny you mentioned like when they think it was going to be big because it was, you know, right when I started, I just invited literally anyone who would join who I wanted people who were comedians or who um, were big fans of comedy and might be interested in new comedy. At least that might be good in the conversations because I kind of wanted it to be a little behind the scenes too. Um, I started inviting a bunch of people and then, and then eventually people were joining that I didn't invite and I knew people were going to talk about it, but I was like, where's everyone coming from? Then, then I put in questions like, Hey, how'd you hear about this? I'm like, Oh, Facebook now is recommending you to this. So now I'm like, Oh shit. Now I really need to pay attention because I was like, if you found this, you obviously were told by somebody. So yeah, come in. But if you were just there, cause Facebook posted on your thing, I'm like, Oh shit. Like 
this is getting to be something that a lot of people are going to start going in. Um, and I remember when I hit like a couple hundred, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And honestly, it could be 300 people in this group and none one else. And I'd be totally happy with it. I'm excited. We're about 8000 people now. That's that's exciting to me just because there's so many people that get to get connected. But it's like I'm not like I got such a big group. I don't give a shit. It could be <laughs> if it was 50 people that were helping each other being positive. I'd be totally happy with that. So and that's that's really what I want. But I got a I got a message a while back from this lady who is with a production company based out of L.A. who does um, helps coordinate um, like Facebook itself when they want to do like things like do different stuff. And this was um, this was during Black History Month and they reached out and they, and they were working with Variety on doing uh, a thing uh, for black uh, women comedians. And they messaged me and they're like, we want to talk. We want to showcase your group and people from it. I'm like, holy shit. Like this was a like a legit thing. I'm like, she's like, yeah, I've been in your group, but I've been watching it. I mean, like, this is the kind of thing I, I want to support. And I'm like, cool. And then they're like, and then I just was like, bam, bam, because I, I know who's in the group and I pay attention to what goes on. So I'm like just shooting off a bunch of names of people that I'm like, these are a bunch of people that I'd reach. You know, if you want to do this, this is who I would connect with. Because uh, sometimes people don't want to some people, people join the group and like post. I'm looking for X, Y, Z. But a lot of times when you do that, you get more than you get a lot of what you're not asking for, mm-hmm. um, to put it kindly. Uh, but um, but but yeah. And then and then that was a thing. And those people got to do. It was really cool. I was very happy inside for them. They did a video um, where they had uh, professional black women comedians like talking about their careers and their challenges and things and, and then giving advice and talking to the comedians and thing. And it was just like super cool. So that was a moment where I was like, this is, I don't even know if that was a moment where I went like, Hey, this is going to be big. This is just, I don't, that was just the moment where I was just very happy about. And I wanted to uh, t- tell you on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so exciting. Yeah, it really has. It's so it's Catherine was saying it before displaced comedians is the like the um what's the word not the epicenter that's too pandemic-y but it is the central hub of pandemic comedy it's really it's kind of really what's kept it alive and I feel like that's a lot of that's a big question we ask people like how did you keep we just asked you but like how do you keep comedy alive and I feel like the subtext to all their answers is like oh yeah I do this through displaced comedians like (laughs) yeah just the umbrella over so much of what's been going on yeah it's Um, also crazy because like since since the like because i'm based in new york city since like new york city clubs have started to reopen i'm like seeing actual you know people in person and so many things come up where they're like oh this thing was in displaced comedians and it's i mean these are people who are out on the scene in new york city like who were new york comedians before the pandemic who are now like dedicated displaced comedian members like it's it's really crazy how how big it's gotten in the comedy community for those who can't see i was just kind of squealing like that just makes me so happy because it makes me so happy to see everyone who 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 was doing zooms and then they're posting on facebook all the time it makes you so just there's i don't know what about it but there's so much joy i get from seeing people who who weren't connected before and because we're in this all weird thing together now are and they're out in live doing stuff and it's just like it's just this weird combustion of energy that just makes me so happy um that's that's awesome thank you for sharing with that with me that's uh, that's very cool of course and this might go into what um you just said but is there something that you think is your favorite part of having kind of created this community or even your least favorite part really just whatever you're saying emotions are you feeling about it emotions. um 
my least favorite part is is dealing with uh, situations that I don't see to be positive in the community. Um, my favorite part. There's so much I really enjoy. Like last like last night, I was just, you know, we were just hanging out and someone posted, hey, do you want to do a Zoom? And someone else did and someone popped up and we spent like a couple of hours working material, telling jokes and then like giving each other feedback and working stuff through. And that's something that I think again, you know, my 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 live comedy uh, experience is not super extensive, but I feel like on Zoom, it's much easier and geared more towards being easy to help each other and give feedback. We're like at a live mic, you kind of talk a little bit. And yeah, people do hang out and like talk deeply about stuff, but I'm not as ingrained and I just haven't had as much of that experience. But like right after, you know, we just all do sets and we're all in that together. And like, hey, man, uh, you know, we need to set this thing. And this is when people are open to it because you want to talk. You don't want to I don't want to throw stuff at people or we don't feedback when when people aren't into it. But be like, hey, you know, when we're talking like, hey, when you say this thing, what if you said or like this and that? And like, it's so much easier to just communicate that pop someone a message. Hey, man, if I throw you a thing and some people don't want that and that's fine. Most, a lot of people don't you might be listening to this, thing and this. This is nuts. But for the people that do, that's really helpful because how much more, how much quicker can we accelerate when we can all work together and now we're connected in this way that it makes it much easier to do. Like I was doing live mics here in Boise, having a blast. And then um, we all had a cold in my house for about a week. I know it was COVID and that was, like that was why I didn't stay home, but I, you know, like I wasn't going to go out, but I was like, okay, I can't go out and do these mics, but I'm going to do 10 or 15 zoom sets this week. And now I, I worked more material than I would have been able to, had I been live. Now it is definitely different live. The energy is different, da, 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 but the whole thing about just making funny jokes, still pretty close to the damn same in my opinion. <laughs> and, um, and that's been uh, really helpful. And I, and I, and I love how much it's accelerated because if I had just been doing, live mics whenever i traveled i right now would not have the amount of stuff i've worked on on zoom it's just factual and um it's uh it's fun yeah yeah no it's really awesome and also like um yeah when like there was no other option it was like honestly a saving grace to still be able to like work material and meet people and like have a sort of an outlet um, for comedy, but kind of on that, on that note, now that we're going back to the real world, what is your take on, um, like, do you think people are, are still going to be bopping around on zoom? Like you're, you're kind of, you know, the ruler of all <laughs> zoom <laughs> comedy. That's have so terrifying. Sort of like, <laughs> have you seen like a decline in interests now that like things are getting more open or what do you like, do you think zoom is here to stay? What's your, what's your take on zoom going I, forward? I will definitely share my observations and my maybe overly positive view. Um, well, a lot of zooms have stopped. I get messages about them all the time. I went on a zoom and they weren't there. And, because that's what's going to happen now. And, you know, tell me, tell me about it. I'll remove it from the stuff. And that's great. Like, tell me when that happens um, and, 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 and everything, but a lot are popping up. What's going to happen. We know how to do this now. So demand supply, super easy to meet right now. It's not, I wouldn't say it's the easiest thing in the world to run a zoom. Does take, does definitely take effort, but it definitely isn't the hardest thing in the world to do. Like we know how to do it. We know how to have 16 bucks a month. We know how to click, click, click. And yeah, like I said, it is, it is work to it, but like, it's definitely not like, you don't have to find a venue and like, get like do all this other stuff. So as long as there's people that want to do it. Yeah. I joke when people post, like, should I do a zoom? And I'm like, if you zoom it, they will come. Like if, <laughs> if there's people that want to do it, 
then we're going to do it. The sad thing is that a lot of the people that have been running really great Zooms are going to end up going to live because they ran really great Zooms because there were great damn comedians and great people who are going to now go on to further their career because a lot of them have been working on their material by running their shows. And now they're going to get to actually go and get to perform a bunch. I'm very excited for them. Every time I get a mess like that, I see that like, like, like I'm sad because it's stopping, but like I'm the warm, my heart warms because I'm just like, I'm so excited for what you're going to, what's going to happen with you next. Cause I know you're going to do cool shit. And I wanted to say too, uh, I'm, I'm directing traffic. I would no have no traffic to direct. If it wasn't for all the incredible people putting all these. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone who who's, who's hosted a mic or produced something or done something to, to, to make that happen because I'm just taking credit for your work and, and forming it in a different way and like getting people there. I mean, I know I have my, my part and I know I do stuff that impacts it, but I mean, like, they're the if there wasn't if there, I wasn't gonna I knew I wasn't gonna dedicate myself to have a set day of the week a set time doing a thing and organizing all that shit I I but I knew what I was gonna do and I'm very glad and grateful for everybody else um doing that and uh and going forward yeah I'm, I'm still gonna do them so I I was hosting uh Thursday night flapper zoom mic and I loved doing it and I was real sad to, to send this email but I was like I just got to do it I was like hey Life stuff happening. There's a local mic in town here that's Thursday nights. I'm going to be traveling more for work, which makes it very challenging. You shouldn't, I, sh I shouldn't uh, like commit to hosting a Zoom show when I'm, when I'm in a hotel room and stuff can come up for work anyway. Like I just can't dedicate to that. Um, and uh, so I was like, you know, tell me when, if someone drops out and I can do them, if I can, I can host if I'm available. But as of right now, I just got to stop being regularly doing this. Um, so I've been doing less Zooms. I think, I mean, except for the week that we were all sick. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, I'm going to keep doing it because that's how I'm going to get better in between those other times, you know? And I love doing live stuff because I had joke like, oh, why would you want to spend, not, not why would you want to, but like doing live, you invest hours to go do three to five minutes. But you know what? I've never been like, I wish I didn't spend those three hours. That's never happened before. I, I'm still going to do it. I love it so much. And it's so fun getting to uh, get in the scene here locally and, um, and uh get booked i got yeah i got a show actually i got booked on too locally that i'm pretty excited for later this month from that and then on zoom i actually met uh comedian jeff shaw i don't know if you guys know him he's a very funny comedian he's been touring for decades uh he's got a couple of dry bar specials and he's we met on a zoom on flappers and he said you know he, he uh he, we were messing each other afterwards and in kind of a moment of like over overconfidence i'm like hey you should let me open for you if you ever come to boise that's how i sounded when i typed in my head <laughs> and um and he's like well, you know we'll maybe open because that's like hosting but like you know maybe like a guest spot i'm like yeah sure that cool and then he messaged me he's like okay where's the who's the club i'm like this is the club I've, I've never been there i've never done a set live locally i've never been booked live like i want him to know like just so you know what you saw on zoom is what you like I'm not more like I was, I wanted to just, I want to be very honest with them. I'm not like a professional working comedian at that time or, or at that, you know, and he's, uh, and, and then he reached out a few months ago and was like, Hey, I'm coming to Boise. So let's, you're going to do that guest set. I'm like, Oh shit. So now next week, I don't know oh, this, this drops the, the Friday and Saturday of the week, this drops, um, I'm going to be, uh, doing the guest set and meeting him in person and a bunch of other people from zoom that I haven't seen before coming for other shows that same week. And I'm stoked to meet, meet up with. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. So it's really, that's such a perfect example of the Zoom world kind of converting into real life going forward. Yeah. Do you have anything else coming up that you think is um, 
that like, how do you see your comedic life changing now that things are reopening? So, I mean, I still have a full time job in the family. I don't see I'm not. I used like I'm not going to ever be the guy that goes out in the big city and grinds multiple sets a night in some area like this is not who I am. I, uh, but um, but I'm going to see what happens. You know, I'm going to weekend shows because when I'm traveling, it's usually during the week. So shows are on the weekend. If I'm in town, I could do mics in the evenings in the week. I'm like um, I got uh, I'm going to be on a local show here that I just did a mic um, for a really fun, uh, really fun. This is a really fun place. This brewery, and afterwards, the producer that Mike asked me to be on their like uh, their monthly um, competition show. It's kind of like the. It feels like it's like the first show you sometimes get on when you get into the group and the scene here, which is what I'm trying to do. So, I don't know what's gonna happen. I think I'm gonna get booked on more shows. I'm hoping that there's gonna be a few weekend days a month that I'm telling jokes for people who paid money to see it or actually were there on purpose to see it, and. Uh, I don't know. I just want to see how good I can get, how much fun I can have. Like, I don't I don't know the, the the rules of what gets you places is different now. I think you used to have to do that when I was saying earlier to to get to be. And I don't give I mean, I'm not like I want to be this famous or I, I mean, that'd be cool. Whatever. Fuck. I don't like if I'm always in my job, I have now or whatever. Like, great. But like, I just want to have fun doing it. But the barriers are so gone, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, why couldn't you get really good, get a really good long set? do a good show, put it on YouTube or whatever, and, and pass it along. Are you going to be famous from that? I don't know, but at least like we, we, we can do, we know how to do it. Like we can do, it sounds so cheesy. We can do anything that we just decide to do the, the, the barriers I feel like are not really so much there. You were, we're just limited by our ability and drive and who the fuck knows. Yeah. I think that's an awesome answer. Um, and you have such a great attitude about it in general. It's it's very, yeah, definitely inspirational and refreshing. But speaking of inspirational, um, as we close this out, is there any uh, advice that you've gotten or what advice would you like to give? Um, might do both. Um, right. So my first night, I was... Um, I've been working on this story about some stuff. Um, I got in trouble in high school for some stuff. And that's like been kind of a core, kind of a core set I've been working on. And that's the story that I was working on my first night. And Adam Posse said multiple times when I was working on the actual talking about different bits, he just kept saying, funny is God. Funny is God. He's like, that's the, it, you know, you can do your therapeutic, blah, 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 whatever thing. You, like, it's just, just get to the funny as much as you can. And it sounds obvious. And this is a combination of best advice, or at least, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of different advice. This is advice that I'm thinking of right now and advice to give is you might have that thing. Like I got to get the story out. I got to tell everybody about it, but just find the funny shit about it. Make that the last part of every, you know, point that you're doing. Um, and my advice is just prepare because I think a lot of people, and this is just, this is my opinion. Some people can go on stage and blah, 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 and somehow be super funny, I guess. That's not me. I, I need to know, at least at this point, pretty much playing out exactly what a, every movement of, of sound that I'm going to be doing and performing before I go on there. That's when my I go from nervous to excited when I'm fully prepared. And yeah, things will shift and things will come up that I'll address or things. But if those things don't happen, just time it out, slow down, have fun, and just prepare what you're going to say. And and see what happens. 
That's amazing advice. Um, yeah, so just to close us out quickly, um, it's been great talking to you. Is there anything you want to promote? Social media shows, anything? So, so yeah, if you're a comedian or someone who's wanting to get into trying that out, um, you join the Facebook group Displaced Comedians. Um, if you don't want to be in a group, but you just want to see a list there, uh, if you go to displacedcomedians.com, I have that point to your Google Sheet. A lot of the mics do signups in the group, so like you kind of so it's you know a juggle there if you're not in it um uh you know my instagram laugh you luke off i post shows that i'm doing um and let's see i know this is dropping monday so yeah those shows um uh <laughs> i don't know why you'd be in boise but friday and saturday there's gonna be some fun shows at the lounge of the end of the universe and i'm very excited for that um so i think that's i think that's pretty much it for just promotion stuff um, and it's your birthday the day this drops that is correct <laughs> yes i will be 39 for the first time um actually for the first time on uh on monday and i'm pretty stoked and i'm gonna be traveling for work this week and i'm gonna probably get up uh somewhere in portland well happy birthday thank you so much for coming on today thanks yeah, thank, thank you for you. having me yeah. i've enjoyed meeting you carly and, and, and on different zooms we've done it's been a pleasure to to hang out with you here as well and and to meet you Catherine too yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Laughing Your Mask Off. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a good review. To keep up with our hosts, follow Catherine at Catherine.Cowan and Carly at Carly Palestina on Instagram. See you next week. <laughs>